In a world where knowledge is power, listen to industry-leading experts discuss the future of digital currency. Welcome to the Crypto Untangled podcast. Learn the ins and outs of cryptocurrency and blockchain and take your wealth to the next level. Now, here is your host, Dr. Budib. Hey guys, how are you doing? How did you start this week? Do you know that having even one small positive thought can change the rest of your day for the better? So happy Tuesday everyone! I hope you had a good, less stressful and a productive start. I hope you all are doing well and that you are happy and healthy. I'm Yanida and you are listening to Crypto Untangled. Last week we spoke about health as a state of complete harmony of body and mind. There's nothing more important than it. Health is our principal capital asset, that we should take care of it, be responsible of our health and take precautions. We all are conscious that our health is influenced by many things, such as the place we are living, the environment that is surrounding us, the choices that we make about things like food or exercises, and also it depends on our own unique genetic makeup, our unique ledger, or as we simply know as DNA. Everyone in the world is the owner of something valuable for the future, and this is called DNA. For sure, when you did something good, your parents appraised you. They said, bravo, well done. Being brave, it's in your DNA. Why are you so lazy? Maybe because of your DNA? You have such a wonderful voice. Yes, you are born to be a musician. It's in your DNA. You are super smart in programming and coding. It is in your DNA why you are so shy we don't think it is in your dna to talk to people you have so unique blue sky eyes you got it from your father it's in your dna and we can continue all day and night talking about what we got about this uniqueness of our dna dna is very valuable and important for everybody's life it holds the solutions to many problems it holds the key to a better future dna is very vital for us for everything that surrounds us it is important for inheritance for coding for proteins and the genetic instruction guide for life and its processes dna holds the instruction for an organisms of each cell's development reproduction and ultimately death dna is not only important for our inheritance no but also it is helpful for biology research, for pharmaceutical research, and for medicine, such as disease diagnostics and treatment. It is super important for forensic science and even for agriculture. And its importance goes on and on. DNA gives a shape to the unknown. It opens a door to many discoveries. As we said previously, DNA is the key for a better future. In our previous episode, we had Nemedic's ecosystem, 
Africa's first decentralized digital healthcare platform that leverages the blockchain technology and artificial intelligence to revolutionize access to quality healthcare services in low income by unveiling the core value proposition of blockchain and artificial intelligence implementation in an era of inevitable union of biology and technology. In today's episode, I'm very honored to present you a life-changing, mastermind and gripping project, the only functioning blockchain-mediated genetic data marketplace, Ecrypgen. Created by Dr. David Kapsel and Dr. Vanessa Gonzalez, Ecrypgen came into life as a brilliant combination of bioethics and genomics science. Ecrypgen is created to solve the injustice that is given to the individuals and entire communities which, with their DNA, are contributing to research an unimaginable and valuable resource of data and as a return are receiving nothing. But to speak more about Ecrypgen, the story, the ideas development, the goal achievements and implementation of blockchain in creating a sustainable and transparent genomic marketplace and bringing value to the research, medicine and DNA donors exclusively for Crypto Untangled, I have here with me an author, a philosopher, attorney and educator focused on how ethics and public policy deal with technology. I present you Dr. David Kapsel, the CEO of Ecrypgen. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation and for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. How are you? How is everything going? Pretty well, considering. How about you? All is good. All is good. Thank you. So, please, can you tell us the idea behind Ecrypgen? How did you come up with creating it, with Coradology? And also, what pushed you to incorporate the blockchain into the DNA? Sure. So... Um, my background has been in philosophy and pretty recently in bioethics. I've been writing about uh, genetics and ethics for quite some time. I wrote a book called Who Owns You about patenting genes. And my partner, my co-founder, my wife, Dr. Gonzalez, is a genomic scientist. So we've been collaborating for quite some time. And you know, we have interests that coincide a bit, and, and they really coincided in the product that we decided to create. So my interests uh, had to do with, as I said, bioethics and specifically with the notion of um, enabling people to own their data, to, to get some reward for their data. Um, uh, one of the uh, cases I used to teach about in my bioethics courses was um, Henry, Henry of the Lacks. Um, there was a, a movie recently and a book uh, by Rebecca Sploot about uh, her. And it, just to boil it down, um, she, her cells turned out to be extremely valuable for um, the pharmaceutical world and for science. And she died in poverty um, and she died of cancer. So this is a sort of essential case in, in bioethics that points out the injustice that sometimes can result when people are not given a reward for their contributions to research that end up becoming quite valuable for others. My wife's interest is uh, um, primarily in accessing more genomic data. So it, it turns out that the world of genomic data is sort of dominated by the big testing companies. And those companies like Ancestry or 23andMe, who really dominate the, the testing market, they're not making most of their money through the sales of tests. They're making most of their money through the sale of your data once you've been tested. And most people don't have a problem with that, that 80% of the people who do those tests agree to that, okay. but they don't get any reward. And 
uh, they don't get paid and, and their recognition or their contribution to science isn't, exactly, yeah. isn't really recognized. So we wanted to solve that. And that's, that's why we created the gene chain uh, at EncryptGen. Excellent. Thank you, David. And do you have any information how many people so far have done DNA tests in the world, like yeah. in general? And um, besides that, it's mostly for research they do or for personal knowledge. They want to know the unknown somehow. For what other reasons can the DNA sequencing result can be used? And also, if you can incorporate here, give us more information about the gene chain. I read and I have heard a lot of good news. So I really would like to hear more about it from you. Okay. So there are about 30 million people in the world who've done commercial genetic tests. That's our best estimate right now, explain those tests. Those tests are not full genetic tests, okay? They don't give you a complete picture of your genetic makeup. What they do is they test for about 600,000 what are called SNPs, single nucleotide polymorphisms. So those are the interesting parts of the genome for, for, mo for the most part where there are differences among us. You know, you and me, we're 99.5 or 6. Um, percent similar. I mean, that's true for people all around the world. Um, but there are these SNPs that we've identified that geneticists have identified as being these little changes, a single nucleotide polymorphism. So it's a, it's a little different. And that difference is what those tests really check for. Okay, so they're not doing a full genetic um, uh, scan. But there's other parts of the genome that may be interesting. Nonetheless, we can get a pretty interesting picture of some things such as your ancestry. Uh, by doing these tests. It's called genotyping. That's the type of test it is. You know, the, the usefulness of those tests beyond ancestry is growing. So we're getting better insights as we study more uh, about how we can you know, predict certain diseases, detect certain diseases, propensities, traits, et cetera, as a result of just looking at those SNPs. But there's a lot more work to be done. So we need a lot more study. And that's really what the whole point of um, the ongoing project that we've created and other, and other companies are creating as well, as well as the studies that Ancestry and 23andMe and others like that are doing. So, you know, there is this other problem that is that people are becoming increasingly reluctant to give up their data. They're not that interested necessarily in putting out possibly identifiable data without getting either paid for it or assurance that it's going to be safe or not prejudice them, them in some way. And, you know, there have been data breaches by some of the big companies as well. And, and, you know, if there's ever a big genomic data breach, that's going to compromise a lot of people's potentially identifying information and, and create all sorts of potentially ethical issues. So the idea that we're trying to, you know, encompass with our product is, is one of more privacy, more control, more security and ownership of data, at least reward for data. And that I think is going to be the future for all of these big data aggregation tools in science and, and you know, in e-commerce. And I have here a question, uh, Peter, the founder of CryptoUse Lebanon, he's a neurobiologist. What he said is from a clinical point of view, a sick person or the ones who has the highest probabilities to get sick are the most valuable. What would be the reason for a control subject to run a test and is it worth nowadays knowing how much a full sequencing cost and how much in gene chain does this cost? Okay, so yeah, those are great questions. I think that um, clinically we're all going to benefit um, by understanding our own personal genomes. Um, and that's really the view of a lot of uh, doctors and physicians and people in genomics as well. 
as we understand our genome and how it interacts with our environment and medicines and the foods we uh, take, we'll be able to better um, deliver personalized care to lower the costs of our healthcare over time um, and to realize immediate benefits from understanding our own genome. So control subjects, right, yeah. are valuable for yourself. You, know, you, you will benefit personally in your medical care, in your daily uh, health um, by having a, a good understanding of your genetic makeup. As we continue to develop a better picture of how genomics contributes to those things. Now, a whole genomic sequence is a whole different story. Right now, it's quite expensive still uh, to run on, a, you know, there's 3 billion base pairs um, in your genome. So doing a full sequencing of the human uh, genome is still expensive. It's, it's uh, several hundred dollars. Price is supposed to come down. It's always supposed to come down like the same way Moore, Moore's law improves the ability to compute it's supposed to be inversely relation, relational to that because you know, it's a computing problem. So over time, as we get better and cheaper uh, results from whole genome uh, um, studies, it will make sense for individual um, people to, to do a whole genome um, scan and to um, uh, be able to use that in there. For now, a lot of the, that can be done with genotyping, but that's going to be the standard of care within the next 10 years. Now, for the gene chain, it doesn't cost you anything to upload the data. From the start, customers, they're always going to be able to upload their data for free. The price of storage for us is offset um, by our commissions on the sales of that, that data for science. And we expect that, you know, if somebody's going to be uploading a whole genome sequence, that's going to be really in demand and more valuable for researchers to buy. Uh, so, you know, we'll offset the, the cost of storage that way. Perfect. Thank you. It's a very insightful topic and really I would love to congratulate you and your wife for such a great project. So to go on the, the DNA results that you receive, how trustworthy are? Do you have a program or the way how you can track that, that the data so that the people give that the DNA results are not going to the wrong hands? And also the research institutions that they buy them, these DNA results, are they allowed to resell? or you kind of control it and uh, you make sure that it goes yeah, as so these are, signed, because for sure it might be an agreement also when... Right, so, so what limits that is the user agreement when you uh, engage with the gene chain. So you can't resell data that you uh, downloaded just by con contractual agreement. It's also not terribly, um, so that we have some technical means to detect if somebody's trying to resell a file that's already been sold. If you try to create a profile with my genomic file, the gene chain won't accept it. So it recognizes that kind okay. of cheating. Great. So that's that's easy to, to catch because you know no two files are going to be the same. And if it detects enough similarity among them, it's going to know that you know somebody's cheating and won't allow you to upload the second one. Uh, so that's that's one way we can control it. The other is the user agreement, which prevents resale of um, data that you know isn't yours. So that we do a couple of things to protect that. One is that we completely de-identify the file that's, that's sold. So for now, uh, you get a file that has no other identifying characteristics. And you know that is standard of care for that kind of data that is consistent with the regulations in both Europe and the United States for the use of genomic data. It's not enough for us. We, we are innovating in ways that we think will make it 
safer. For instance, we're creating a federated data um, solution so that the data doesn't actually change hands. And that's exciting. So we'll have more to say about that in the next couple of months. But we're, you know, we're constantly innovating to try to make it safer and better um, for protecting people's privacy and their, what we think is their right to profit from their data solely instead of others being able to do it. Thank you, David. And uh, can you please tell us more about the DNA token? Yeah, so Utility. we want to create an yeah we want to create an economy for genomics. And since we were the first really to have a blockchain mediated uh, marketplace for genomic data, it was a branding opportunity and it was a, a sort of foundational opportunity to create this economy. So there is one currency of the gene chain, and that is the DNA token. Now on our system, it operates as part of our multi-chain uh, platform. So the G DNA token that's exchanged for data exists in a, in a closed system. It's, a, it's not an ERC-20 token on our system. It is a multi-chain token. And that, okay. that foundation really gives us a, a nice kind of flexibility uh, because we're not tied to a particular blockchain outside of the gene chain. Um, but we did create an ERC-20 token that matches one-for-one one, uh, with the DNA token on our system so that people could cash out more easily. And we're also flexible about how that will uh, evolve in the future. If in the future, you know, Ethereum disappears, we're still not tied to that uh, because we can create, you know, we can use Bitcoin or any other crypto asset um, okay. and then have people exchange it for that. Besides the DNA test, do you ever think to include the organ donors? Um, this is an interesting problem because organs, of course, are tokens. They're physical things instead of data. Right now, our marketplace functions as a, as a marketplace for data. Now, if you wanted to replicate a, rep, uh, a marketplace like that for biological tokens, um, you know, items, and uh, you could, uh, but you have a whole range of other uh, regulatory frameworks to worry about. Right now, it's really quite easy uh, to trade genomic data, uh, to use it for science, and you can do it ad infinitum. You know, there's no scarcity involved in the, that marketplace. But for physical goods, of course, there is, um, and that makes things a lot more complicated. What's AgriGen now facing as a challenge? Oh, our major, yeah, our major challenge is user adoption. Um, so as I said, there's about 30 million people out there who've done these tests. We would love to see all of them put their data on the gene chain and create an alternate marketplace that can compete with the monopolistic marketplace, the Ancestry and 23andMe. But reaching them and telling them how to do that is the hard part. So, you know, this is a, a marketing issue, um, really. As I said, 80% of the people have used those companies already philosophically support the idea of having their data used in science. So it should be an easy sell to tell them that you can do it through us and also earn a couple of bucks. Yeah. Um, and you know the, that's that. However, and making that case to the the existing marketplace of users who could use it uh, is our task right now. Um, but it requires some capital because that's a marketing task, and that's what we're we're doing now. We're trying to raise some capital, and we're trying to design outreach uh, to reach those people to get them on board of the gene chain. And when do you see EncryGen in the next two or five years, I can say, idea development and goal achievement? Yeah, so our big um, uh, development push right now is to protect people's data even further uh, through our federated data solution. Um, and as I said, we're going to be able to uh, tell you more about that as 
as our first prototype for that um, uh, rolls out the next couple of months. And you know that will, I think, make us you know make the case for putting your data on the gene chain ironclad. You know, you've got no risk of that data at that point being resold. You know, we won't have to rely simply on contracts to do that or, or on detecting copies of data on our system. So that, that's exciting. And that's, that's gonna be a big part of our next couple of years of development. And finding research partners. So, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the things we're trying to do is to encourage companies that are doing, or research centers uh, that are doing studies to adopt our point of view that people should own their data and profit from that data. And therefore, you know, work with us to help recruit people who've already done testing into their studies uh, using the gene chain as a way to recognize. So that's, I think, a big part of our, you know, the other side of our marketing push, not just to find commercial users' genetic tests to adopt us, but to find research partners who are willing to, you know, take part in this new economy for genomic data and embrace this notion of, you know, self-sovereign uh, genomic uh, data ownership. So those are the two big things we're concentrating on as our way of growing the user base, as our way of sort of, you know, evangelizing the, the ideas behind the gene chain and getting mass adoption. I was going through your website and you have done amazing partnership. Anchorgen is in partnership with so many organizations. And what caught my eye is that you have done collaboration with, or you are still collaborating with Nebula, Nebula Genomics. And since February, 2020, you are with Consensus Health. Yeah, so we are, because we don't sell testing, um, that leaves us able to partner with any company that's interested in doing testing, including Nebula. I mean, we're excited by their products. As long as they agree with our basic philosophy, uh, that people should get paid for their data. So we, you know, we're open to all of those collaborations. We'll, we'll do that with 23andMe tomorrow if they call us. So you know, all of these companies we think are eventually going to come around to this notion, and it doesn't interfere or it doesn't conflict with our business plan uh, at all. When anybody sells a test, actually, it accentuates it. So we're, you know, we're we're excited by the growth of genomics as a marketplace. It's going to be a $40 billion marketplace within the next four years. There's tremendous excitement in the markets about genomics in general and a great deal of value that's going to be realized in um, medicine from it. So we're, we have this little solution that allows people to do great things um, that can you know, plug and play into all sorts of other solutions right now. And David, please, if you can say something to our audience, what's your message or advice? That, you know, everybody in the world is an owner of something extremely important scientifically um, and valuable for the future of medicine, and that we can all take part in allowing that something, that data that we all possess, that's our individual um, unique data, we can take part in that both for our own personal health through genomic testing, and then for scientific breakthroughs. And, you know, the, the unrealized potential, the capital that we're basically sitting on in our, our own, you know, genomic makeup will improve life for everybody if we can access it, if we can make it accessible, and if we also 
realize some personal value for it. So not just for your healthcare, but get paid for its use. This is the wave of the future for all sorts of data. You know, we've seen in the last couple of years how companies profit by the use of our data, um, but don't share those profits with us. And that I think has been a tremendous injustice. It has created distrust in um, social media and other tools. And it's something we can address. And a lot of companies like ours are trying to address it. Um, and in our marketplace and genomics, we have the solution. And we're, you know, other sorts of marketplaces, like, for instance, the Brave browser, have other solutions that we think are similar, you know, for other types of data. And that's the future we should, would, we should embrace. That's the future we're trying to realize. And that's the future that you as a consumer can choose to help succeed if you adopt it. Thank you, David. We have it's come to pleasure. the end program. If you also can say anything else that we did not cover about the EpiGen or anything else about gene training. So actually we, we're, we're gonna be launching a crowdfunding campaign for years. People have been talking about, you know, how can I own a part of EncryptGen? What can I do to become, you know, a supporter and an owner in the next, couple of weeks, we'll be um, starting to publicize a, a small initial crowdfunding campaign. So far, the ownership of the company has been very, very limited. It's just been my family, but we're expanding that. I've recently um, joined a group also called BT Block, which is a blockchain company that has a, a deep cybersecurity uh, component. They're also now part owners of the company, and we're excited by that that partnership and how it's going to help us grow and how it'll also help us to improve our cybersecurity infrastructure. So, you know, the, we're, we're just starting to really get out there and into the public. We've created this tool and now we're ready to move towards the general commercial marketplace and, and professionalize everything we're doing. Thank you, David. It has been an honor having you in my program and an honor okay. listening to you to these creative and fascinating ideas. I really look forward to having you again, maybe another time, and we discuss with other development and the achievements that EcryGen has done. I'm happy to do it anytime. You just drop me an email. Thank you so much, David. All the best, take care, and keep in touch. Thank you, you too. Thank you, bye-bye. Bye. So we just had Dr. David Kapsel, the founder and CEO of EcryGen, the blockchain genomics. As we speak, about 30 million people in the world have done DNA tests as part of volunteering or personal use to know the unknown and to see the unseen. While this fact might sound interesting, what raises a big question is the fact that the world of genomic data is being dominated by the big testing companies which make most of their profits not by selling their test kits, but by selling those people's DNA data results. Yes they make profit out of people's DNA. Unfairly, those people are not recognized for their resourceful contribution to science and research. And taking this into consideration, EncryptGen is determined to solve this problem and therefore its founders, through the incorporation of the advanced technology of blockchain and their knowledge, created GeneChain, the DNA data marketplace which not only aims in helping science and researchers, but also potentially supporting people to get a financial reward for their DNA tests. Control, security, privacy, ownership of data, a contribution reward are the core principles of data chain. 
key factors that will make a transparent and beneficial genomics marketplace in the future. AcreGen will create values for the healthcare system, for the medicine, and most of all, for the people. It will make DNA data accessible, secure, and profitable for everyone. AcreGen is the future of genetic medicine that through dedication, advanced technology, and professionalism will improve everyone's life for the better. If you have done a DNA test, you can sell your de-identified data to researchers, helping science and potentially earning back the cost of the test itself by only joining and start using GeneChain, the DNA data marketplace. Ecryptrans gene chain was built to serve two types of people, those who have done or want to do genetic tests but want greater control of their data as well as a potential profit by selling to the data to scientists anonymously, and to researchers who want to have better access to anonymized data and the ability to pay the people whose data they use directly. Your DNA is the answer to so many questions, so value it. For more information about AcryptGen, its novelty, the features and solutions, how to be part of the gene chain, how to earn DNA token, the partnerships and future developments, please go to AcryptGen.com. Follow them on Twitter and Facebook at AcryptGen. Read carefully, do your own research, think wisely and make the right decision for your investment. So, dear Crypto World, thank you for being with me today and hope you have enjoyed this 11th episode of Crypto Untangled. This program is already available on Google Podcasts, Spotify and Apple iTunes, so you just need to click follow and you can listen to Crypto Untangled anywhere from everywhere. This program is brought to you by Crypto News Lebanon, a media website aiming to spread knowledge, information and news about all the ins and outs of crypto market and the adaptation of blockchain into the MENA region and worldwide. So, if you are interested to hear more about the latest news and current updates, please go to CryptoNewsLebanon.com. Thank you again, guys. Until the next episode, take good care of yourself. Stay positive. Learn new things. And remember, genes are like the story, and DNA is the language that the story is written in. Till the next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Crypto Untangled. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information, visit us at CryptonNewsLebanon.com. We'll see you soon. See you soon.